And I think in the name of all of that, and by using religion as a cover, these people, a lot of the elders have actually abused us, emotionally abused us, and controlled us. And then, you know, when we try and assert our own independence in all of that, they just can't deal with it. It's because they're so used to being in control and being feared that they can't deal with it. And then we get even more fight back and even more guilting. But I still don't agree with any of it. I remember I had a relative come over from Pakistan once. I remember we went to a restaurant and this relative of mine, he ushered a wait staff, a restaurant staff over in a pretty self-entitled kind of way, almost as if you're my maid, you're my slave. Come over here and do as I tell you. Because unfortunately, that's the culture abroad in places like Pakistan, India, these kind of places. The culture is very much master-slave, unfortunately. It's been around from, I don't know when, but probably the colonial era. And it still continues to this day. But obviously, that doesn't fly very well in places like the UK and the rest of the West. I was like, not even half this person's age, probably even less than that. But I was trying to get this person to understand that we don't really speak to people like this over here because it's a sign of respect. Then the conversation around respect came up, like the definition of what respect actually means. And in talking to him and in understanding him, I started to realize that his understanding of the word respect actually means fear. That when somebody is to be respected, they're actually to be feared. Because he was an elder, he was kind of driving home this point that because I'm an elder, you must respect me and you respect me by fearing me. And if you fear me, then you do whatever somebody does when they fear somebody. You do as they say, you make sure you don't upset or annoy them. You tiptoe around them. You're very careful about whether you set them off and stuff. And you do everything to win their approval. It's that kind of a behavior. He didn't say things in those terms or in exactly those words, but that was basically what he was getting at. Before we continue on this video, I just want to invite you to my Discord community. Look, the world has changed and it is changing still. And on my Discord, which is a simple mobile app that you can use, you can stay in touch with other like-minded people like me who are staying informed of the things that are happening around the world that are going to affect our daily lives very, very soon. So come and join me on my Discord community and let's grow together and let's navigate this changing world order together. Now, I've battled this for a very long time. It's never really sat particularly well with me. Something about it has just never really sat right with me. Something about it has always felt off to me, especially this idea of having to fear the elder. But the thing for me is the story of Musa salam. That's the thing that really started to drive things home for me. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, you have to consider the story of Musa salam. You have this man, Fir'aun, and he houses a prophet. Right? And not only does he house him, he shelters him, he clothes him, he feeds him, he trains him in the art of probably weaponry and combat, he provides food for him, he does everything for him basically. And you would think that if somebody has been given the privilege, if they're doing all these material things for somebody, and they've been given this privilege to do something, at that time the greatest man on earth, you would think that person is headed towards heaven, he's headed towards Jannah, right? But we know from the Quran, we know that that's not where Pharaoh went. So why is it that somebody who did materially everything for this person, who is supposed to be the most noblest person on earth at that time, how can that person have not ended up in Jannah? How can he not have ended up in heaven? But a lot of what I take from that is because Fir'aun was this person that was saying, I've done all these things for you and you must respect me 
And by respecting me, you must fear me. You must follow my command. You do everything that I tell you to do because I am in charge of you. I'm your Lord. I am to be feared. But Allah doesn't teach us that in the Quran. Most interpretations, if you look at them in the Quran, they actually say, be kind to your elders. The actual interpretation of that is to be kind. And nobody's saying, don't be kind to elders. But I don't see anything where Allah has actually said, fear the elder or be controlled by them or obey them in everything or be at their every beck and call and be at their complete command. There is no mention of that. And the problem with all of this is that, you know, using this injunction of this religion, this thing about their respect, it's allowed the elders to get away with a lot of abuse. And really, if you look at how they've set things up, the manipulation that takes place and the setup that takes place, a lot of it is actually very similar to what Firon was doing. There's the guilting that I've done everything for you. I have raised you. I have sheltered you. I have clothed you. I have contributed to your upbringing or your upkeep in some way. And therefore you owe me something. And also because I am an elder and I am above you, I've lived longer than you, I am to be feared. And if I am to be feared, because that's what I consider to be respect, then you must be very careful about how you treat me. You must do everything to seek my approval. You must speak to me a certain way. You must not do anything that doesn't show me that you're afraid of me. Like that's basically what it is. I just think that's just incredibly problematic, especially because of the story of Fron, because look at how much Fron was punished. I think a lot of these elders that are taking this stance and taking their, this position are actually modern-day pharaohs, unfortunately. They're modern-day pharaohs and they don't realize, despite all the guilting and despite everything that they materially might do for us as people that are younger than them, it's incredibly problematic. And the thing is that there is no obedience in disobedience. If that person is being disobedient to Allah, if that person is being immoral, you don't obey the disobedient. So this idea that we should be controlled by our elders and that's a sign of respect and we respect them by fearing them, I just don't agree with that at all. And I think in the name of all of that and by using religion as a cover, these people, a lot of the elders have actually abused us, emotionally abused us and controlled us. And then, you know, when we try and assert our own independence in all of that, they just can't deal with it. It's because they're so used to being in control and being feared that they can't deal with it. And then we get even more fight back and even more guilting. But I still don't agree with any of it. I just think all of this historic concept of respect for elders is just an excuse for emotional abuse. I'm not saying that they're not due kindness. I'm not saying that they're not due respect where that respect is kindness. I'm not saying that at all. I definitely agree with that. I do agree that the elders are due kindness because they've lived longer than us and they have provided for us. As people get older, they get more frail and those kind of things. But I don't think they're due to be feared. Only Allah should be feared. And only he should be worshipped because of that fear. And only he should be thought and worried about what does he think of us and what is his opinion of us. And only his approval should be sought. I feel like a lot of what the story of Musa Islam has been put forward for us to understand that we don't fear creation, we don't fear man. I mean, even Musa Islam, he was encouraged to speak to Firaun gently and with gentleness and with kindness, but he wasn't taught to fear Firaun. In fact, he was even told not to fear. He was literally told like, you know, he was given instructions about how not to fear him. So this entire concept of respect is fear, I just don't agree with at all. And I think in wanting to hold on to that, a lot of the elders have actually manipulated a lot of us youth so that they can keep their command over us, so they can keep their control over us. And that just makes that abuse even more. I mean, that's just outright tyranny. And tyranny is very much a punishable thing. We really need to start asserting our own independence from this. It's a very twisted concept. I think a lot of people, especially the youth, are so afraid 
to say anything or to speak up or don't know how to deal with the guilt of all of these things because of this particular concept. And I'm really just saying this as a message to these people that it's okay for you to carve your own path. It's okay for you to assert your own independence, have your own opinions and do things your own way without having to feel guilty that Allah is going to punish you because you haven't feed your elder, you haven't done as your elder said. There is a balance between that. I'm not encouraging outright insolence. I'm not encouraging anarchy or chaos. I'm not encouraging disrespect or retaliation. I'm not encouraging any of those things. But at the same time, I'm also saying don't allow that to imprison you and chain you. I think the guilt is just eating all of us up. And especially in current economic times, we've become a lot more dependent on the elder generation because their economic times favored them a lot more. They were able to reap the rewards of the economy. You know, their hard work was rewarded a lot more than ours has been rewarded. And I think we're working just as hard as they are. It's almost fed that illusory concept to them that they have been given that material position, that material superiority over us, because they were good people and Allah is pleased with them. And I think that's a big mistake. There's a lot of foolishness to that. And it's a big illusion for them to think like that. Rizq can actually be a trial for you. Material possession can actually be a trial for you. Just because Allah has given you material possessions, it doesn't mean necessarily that he's pleased with you. It could be a trial for you. And just because he's taken those things away from you, it doesn't mean he's displeased with you. It could be a sign of his love. It could be saving you from something. You know, it could be a test or it could be wanting you to learn something. But any of those things are a sign that he actually loves you. So this idea of equating, you know, material success or material prosperity with Allah's pleasure with you, I don't think those things are correlated either. But ultimately, all I'm saying is, I don't think we need to be shackled by this guilt. Because of this kind of gross violation of this understanding of what the word respect actually means and what it actually means to respect an elder.